All right, here we are. The WRHS Marvel Podcast. Uh, we started the live stream about a minute or two ago. Now we're on the uh, the audio stream. It's uh, Mr. Geary. I'm here with Eric. Hi. Chase. Hey. Abby. Hi. And uh, special uh, in-studio guest, John Henry's here. John, why don't you... John Henry. John Henry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our, our live audience. We are going to be talking today about the first three episodes of Hawkeye on Disney+. Plus. And then we're going to be talking about the somewhat connected news uh, that we received yesterday via Kevin Feige uh, concerning Daredevil. So stay tuned. We'll be right back here on the WRHS Marvel Podcast. All right, we're back. It's WRHS Marvel Podcast. It's Abby. It's Chase. It's Eric. It's Mr. Geary. It's uh, John Henry. Hanging. All right, so we're talking today about the new Disney Plus series, Hawkeye. We're three episodes in, and uh, what are our thoughts initially before we get into a few uh, aspects of the show? What do we think of Hawkeye so far? I'm impressed. I, I, I wasn't sure where exactly we would go with a Hawkeye show, because he's Hawkeye. Um, and he, I don't know. I just feel like they didn't explore him a lot in the movies. So I was, I wasn't extremely excited for the show, but he was an Avenger. So I watched it and I'm beyond impressed. It's so interesting. It's a good show. It's funny. And, uh, I've never lost interest. I'm excited for the next episode to come out. And, uh, I, I feel like it's, it's well done. It's oh, a well-done yeah. show. I, I agree. I'm super impressed with how much, uh, first off character development they've gotten through in the first just three episodes, three of six episodes, and I love it. I think it's it's one of the better shows. I mean, all the Marvel shows that have come out on Disney Plus have been like stellar. They don't miss. They yeah, they, 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 they really they don't, don't miss. miss. And this is much not, like Hawkeye. No they don't miss. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cut that no. out. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I was it. I was a little um, hesitant because I didn't really like the trailers at first when I saw them. I didn't think it was that exciting. Um, but when we did start it, we watched the first three episodes, right? And um, mm-hmm. I actually really liked it. Uh, I enjoyed it. I didn't find anything that I disliked about it, honestly. Yes. Um, so the series owes a lot uh, of its story and its uh, sort of uh, visual aesthetic to the 2012 to 2015 run of Hawkeye by uh, Matt Fraction and David Aja, I think is how you say his last name, Aha, uh, the writer and the uh, artist. Um, that run in Marvel Comics is one of the more beloved runs of the 21st century. And that version of Hawkeye is uh, the one Disney Plus uh, borrows a lot from. Uh, that series also had Kate Bishop, as the new Hawkeye in it, in Pizza Dog, and Tracksuit Mafia. So a lot of elements that are in the show come from that run. So if you like uh, the series, I highly recommend uh, the 2012 to 2015 run of Hawkeye by uh, Matt Fraction. Matt Fraction, I believe, is a producer on the series as well. Um, and the opening and closing credits... And the font and the iconography and all the visuals owe a lot to artist David Aha's uh, work on that run. 
But uh, I do enjoy this show as well. Um, I think another episode, one of our year-end episodes, when we talk about all of the uh, Marvel shows of the year, uh, we'll get more into this. But I do like the way Disney Plus's shows delve into some of the sort of lesser-explored characters from the movies and gives them a more uh, in-depth backstory. Hawkeye... I always like Jeremy Renner's characterization of the character. Um, I always like Hawkeye. I like his particular skill set. But Hawkeye always sort of had the kind of reputation of being one of the lesser Avengers. I don't know that he was exactly a fan favorite when compared to um, Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man or David Evans' Captain America David or some Evans. of the other characters. Chris Evans. Chris Evans. <laughs> So I do appreciate that much like WandaVision gave a little bit more backstory to Vision and Scarlet Witch and Falcon Winter Soldier also explored two sort of uh, not primary Avengers that Hawkeye is finally giving uh, Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye some room to breathe. I also very, very much like uh, Haley Steinfeld's characterization of Kate Bishop. I find yeah. the two characters have a lot of chemistry together. I find they're funny without being kind of corny or too quippy. I find the, the comedic beats of the show to be very organic and uh, natural. So I do find it one of the, uh, the funnier Marvel properties. Um, and I like the storyline. Unlike sort of Falcon and Winter Soldier, I find this story a lot more cohesive I kind of understand what the plot is. It's a lot more self-contained. It's uh, kind of an old-fashioned murder mystery kind of whodunit. So um, I'm sure there's going to be a little bit bigger implications, this being a Marvel property. But I find the plot a lot more cohesive and makes more sense for a six-episode run than maybe Falcon and Winter Soldier's plot sort of unspooled. So I do appreciate those elements. Uh, it feels weird that it's already half over. Yeah, I know. Like, I don't know. But we've got, there's m still more stuff coming out. So, Yes, well, we'll talk about that momentarily. But let's talk about Haley Steinfeld's characterization of Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop's a fan favorite. Um, introduced in the comics, I believe, in the past 10 years or so. And in the comics, in various runs, she kind of becomes... The new Hawkeye, she's yet another young Avenger uh, to add to the stable of Patriot, who we met in Falcon Winter Soldier, and the two Maximoff twins, who we met in WandaVision, and um, who else have we met? America Chavez is supposedly coming in one of the films, I think in the Doctor Strange movie. Maybe Miles Morales in the Spider-Man movie. So, so the young Avengers are sort of all assembling time. here before our very eyes. But what do we think of Haley Steinfeld's work as uh, Kate Bishop? She's awesome. I, I love her. Yeah, She's awesome. a great actress. And I thought you were going to go. No, you keep <laughs> No, yeah, she's uh, the way that she does the whole like rich kid that doesn't like being rich thing, or maybe not doesn't like being rich, but doesn't like to show that she's rich. Uh, I think she works for that. She her characters, she's very like sarcastic and stuff, and uh, 
watching her kind of training montage in the opening credits. Yeah, I thought that was a great school. use of visuals, yeah. uh, how they gave you the, her whole backstory without having to waste an episode kind of getting into it. I thought that was a great use of opening credits to give you the whole story up to now. Yeah, for sure. And uh, her, I mean, her, like, way of showing how she's the, the best archer in the world, as she calls it, um, I think it's really cool how she how she proves herself to Hawkeye with the everything what, helping him while he's deaf and uh, that whole car chase scene. Yeah, that scene from episode three was uh, that's up there as one of the better set pieces in a Marvel TV show, whether it's the Disney Plus series or going back to the old Netflix series. Uh, I thought that car chase was amazing. There's that part at the beginning where it's just one take and the camera keeps going oh, back and yeah. forth yes. and there's no cuts. And uh, I think she blends a nice mix of vulnerability and comedic timing and physicality. I mean, there she she's you know a tough fighter and holds her own, um, but isn't superhuman. And I think that's always something that I appreciate with Hawkeye. There's that great line uh, from one of the movies, I forget which one, where he says, you know, he talks about all the things going on around him. And he says, you know, I'm a guy with a bow and arrow. None of this makes sense. Like, Age you know, of Ultron. Yeah, it was in Age of Ultron. <laughs> and I appreciate how they show him in this series, kind of the toll of being an Avenger is taken on him. He has a hearing aid. He has hearing loss. Um, I got to say with that, though, I was just thinking about it. And I'm just kind of shocked that. You know, he's the only one that we've heard that's got a hearing aid. <laughs> like, none of them else have hearing well, that, problems. That speaks to his, like, his humanity. Because he's really, yeah. like, the only one who is... Well, the rest of them are, like, uh, superhuman. Well, um... What's her face? Black Scarlett Johansson, yeah. Yeah, but she went through that whole Red, Red Room, room. all the, like, spy training thing. and stuff. Yeah. Hawkeye literally had... He just has a bow and arrow. Yeah. Yeah, but he was... I mean, he was, uh... An agent of Shield, yeah. And I do appreciate that the show, again, talking about how these Disney series, um, kind of fill in the blanks that are sort of glossed over in the movies. I mean, the whole aspect of him being Ronan and being kind of a straight-up murderer <laughs> was really glossed over in uh, Endgame when they when they sort of uh, Scarlet jo- or uh, Black Widow kind of rescues him and brings him back into the fold. So I do like that this show is sort of examining this the damage he did as Ronan and the guilt it sort of lays on Hawkeye that period of his life and the consequences of being that kind of straight up murdering vigilante the damage it's done it looks like the show is retconning a bit uh Echo's backstory and making it now that Ronan was the one who killed her father, uh, which we'll talk about momentarily. But um, Speaking of Ronan uh, and Hawkeye as Ronan, I was thinking the other day, and I, I watched it back just to make sure. At the end of Black Widow, uh, when Val is talking to Yelena, mm-hmm. um, she shows her a picture of, she's like, you want to know the man that killed your sister? She shows her a picture of Clint in the Ronan suit. After it, it's like it's like in a scene, he's got his hood down. You can see his face, and he's in the Ronin suit. So, based on that, 
uh, and based on the trailer for the next episode, I'm assuming Yelena is going to show up. That would be so cool. Wait, there is a trailer. For yes, there's a trailer for the next episode. Well, you gotta watch it. Um, there's a, there's somebody in a like black full like. Uh, oh my God, Elena is my favorite. The, the she green comes. eyes, yeah. and she, they're there. So people are thinking that's Elena, but that picture of Hawkeye as Ronan, uh, I feel like, is one of those things that could play a bigger part in the series because if people are trying to prove who he is and whatnot. That's like the only photo evidence of him. Yeah, why? Like no yeah, one else has seen that photo yeah, well, besides Val her. Has it. Yeah. Well, then let's uh, since you brought it up, Chase. Let's let's talk about uh, predictions and sort of Easter eggs and and things people are talking about. Um, first off, yes, it has been widely assumed, rumored that uh, Florence Pugh's Yelena character first introduced to us in Scarlet. Johansson's Black Widow film uh, is going to make an appearance at some point in this series. Um, she has a bit of a, well, because Val, uh, the Countess, played by um, Julia Louis Dreyfus, who we met in um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. And in the end credits stinger, we see her talking to Yelena, who's visiting her sister. Black Widow, spoiler alert for a film several years old, who's now dead. Uh, she says, do you want to get back at the man responsible for your sister's death? We all remember that scene from Endgame where Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow, I don't know why I keep referring to her by her real name, uh, <laughs> sacrifices herself to let um, Hawkeye live, but Val is sort of manipulating that memory presumably to get Yelena to join the team that she seems to be building uh, and she shows her Clint's photo as Ronan so we can assume that she is going to show up in Hawkeye at some point in the next three episodes and kind of cause some uh, havoc for him but uh, the legacy of Ronan it seems is also tied in with Echo who we met at the end of episode two and we saw what she can do in episode three Echo is a character from the comics. Again, her uh, story has sort of been uh, changed a bit for the series, but she is a deaf uh, assassin, and her skill set is that because she's so skilled at viewing and, and looking and picking up things with her other senses, she can mimic any assailant's fighting style. So she has a skill set similar to Taskmaster. Uh, so what do we and in the uh, the Hawkeye series, it is shown through flashbacks that apparently Ronan was responsible for killing her father, who it seems was working for some element of organized crime. We can talk about who we think that is in a moment and who the Internet surely seems to think uh, that person is. But uh, what do we think of Alakwa Cox's character? of Echo, who is also getting her own Disney Plus uh, series at some point. Sick oh name. She's getting her own series, too. Really? Yeah. Apparently, Echo is going to have her own series at some point down the road. Yep. Oh, my God. Good for her. I love her, honestly, <laughs> to be honest. And what? Hawkeye. <laughs> no, really. How? I do. I like her. I like the fact that she's deaf, first off. I think that it adds a really fun aspect to it. Are you kidding? I was learning. No, really. I was learning... I wanted to start pick up, um, picking up ASL, American Sign Language, and I I had like a very 
like strong interest in it. I think that it's really cool. And the fact that they bring it into it and then it ties into him being deaf, and, you know, for a second when she unties him in that room and they kind of communicate for a second, it's like a little heartwarming. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I, I like her as a character. And I think that although she like, I, I think she has a motive. I haven't seen enough of I don't, her. Like, so, uh, like, I, she's cool. She's she's a, she's, cool. She's, a, she's a cool fighter. Um, I haven't seen enough of her to know like how much a uh, whole Disney Plus series could do for her. But um, I like her as the as a lesser villain in the series, yeah. which it seems like she like she's working under some not a lesser villain, but she's working well, under somebody. It also is not completely clear she was a villain to begin with because yeah. it appears that she knows Clint. Um, when they first interview each other, it seems like they know each other. So perhaps she has turned villainous because of what Ronan did to her father. Exactly. She has a motive. <laughs> yes. And right. speaking of her father, speaking of her motive, uh, many hints dropped at who that mysterious uncle might have been. Uh, we see one clip of him picking her up as a young child at her uh karate class we only see him sort of from the the waist up and we get the sense that he is a a big man and then um when we see the the scene of her seeing her father slain by ronin at the um apparently criminally organized uh um car dealership it was called fat man motors and many people think that her uncle, the fat man, is none other than Wilson, Wilson Fisk, uh, the Kingpin, a classic old-school Marvel villain. Um, in the comics, Echo is his adopted daughter, so if it is indeed the Kingpin, um, they've sort of changed the story a bit. Uh, we've already met a version of Kingpin in the Netflix series daredevil and he was memorably played by vincent d'onofrio um vincent d'onofrio has been tweeting about the hawkeye series on twitter so it all seems to be pointing to a reveal that the big man the uncle behind this criminal enterprise that echo works for and that hawkeye has gotten caught up in and that tracksuit mafia operates and that operates all in new york is indeed the kingpin any thoughts on the Kingpin? I, I love the Kingpin as a villain. Uh, in the games, in the movies, in the shows, uh, in the comics, he's great. Um, in, in, in this particular instance, I, I like it. Uh, I, I like the guess for Kingpin because it just fits. I don't like when people just keep trying to, to shove other characters, like in WandaVision, when there was the fly on the wall and everyone was like, oh, it's Mephisto, it's Mephisto. <laughs> it's not Mephisto, it's just a fly. Why can't it just be a fly? But in this case... Um, in this case, it would make all the sense in the world. Yeah, in this case, it makes a lot of sense. When, when people were saying, like, only based off of the flashback, when it's just the guy that picks her up, it's like, it's a fat guy, it must be Kingpin. I, hate, I was hating well, it. But okay. once you got all the other information... And you know that they're connected in the comics and, yes, and all that. Yes, plays a role it makes in sense. the... Uh, and so I'm excited for him to show up. In the comics, in the Matt Fraction run of uh, Hawkeye, Kingpin plays a role in that. Like we said, he is connected to Echo. Uh, he operates in New York City. So it does seem to make sense. And um, Vincent D'Onofrio 
him in that role was one of the most popular Marvel uh, oh villains. God, yeah. um, he's excellent in that. I'm glad they didn't kill him off. See, I've never seen it. Like, I, I never, I never watched Daredevil when it was. Like, I mean, obviously it's on Netflix. I don't know if it aired on TV, but I, ne- I never watched it. Um, I know, like, Matt Murdock, he's a, what, a lawyer? Yeah. And I know that he, I know kind of what he does, but Kingpin, my ex- my experience of knowing Kingpin is, like, Lego Marvel superheroes. Great game. And <laughs> great game. Great game. And uh, Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse as Kingpin is the only way I can imagine that guy. Now, because, like, seeing the photos of... Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin or, or whatever, he looks so small. <laughs> in the to, comics, I think Kingpin massive... is like 500 pounds. Yeah. So it's a lot to ask an actor to, uh, you know, put him his health in mortal jeopardy uh, <laughs> to play that role. <laughs> but um, I think uh, Find me up. Yeah, hey, D'Onofrio's uh, Kingpin is sort of the definitive take on it. Um, Kingpin's also closely connected to Spider-Man. So then there's rumors that uh, this may lead into something in No Way Home. There is a rumor I read on the internet last night that Kingpin is indeed the sixth villain in uh, No Way Home and that they're not revealing him yet because they don't want to spoil the surprise on Hawkeye. But uh, we do have a bit more of Daredevil news, which uh, why don't we take a quick break and uh, we'll come back and talk briefly about that and then uh, wrap things up here on the uh, WRHS uh, Marvel Podcast. We'll be right back. All right, we're back here. Uh, It's Mr. Geary, it's Abby, it's Chase, it's Eric, it's uh, John Henry. Yeah, John. And uh, we've been talking about Daredevil, or we've been talking about Kingpin a lot, and you can't talk about Kingpin without talking about his legendary superhero nemesis counterpart foil and that is daredevil um daredevil is was a netflix marvel series in case people forgot or didn't know before disney plus marvel uh, made its tv debut on netflix um with uh, Daredevil, and then there was Jessica Jones, and then Luke Cage, and then Iron Fist, and The Punisher, and uh, Defenders. And those shows' relationship to the greater MCU has always been a bit murky. And um, that murkiness is lifting a bit with the announcement yesterday from Kevin Feige, who is the uh, sort of mastermind of the MCU, that Charlie Cox, the actor who plays Daredevil slash Matt Murdock in Netflix's Daredevil series, will be the MCU's Daredevil whenever they bring Daredevil into the MCU. So a lot of speculation about what exactly he meant when he said that. Uh, His words were, if you were to see Daredevil in upcoming things, Charlie Cox, yes, would be the actor playing Daredevil. Where we see that, how we see that, when we see that, remains to be seen. So, a sort of somewhat vague statement, but uh, people are speculating that uh, Kevin Feige could not, would not have made that statement if Charlie Cox was not under contract with Marvel for something. And that'd be kind of weird to make that statement and then uh, never have him show up as Marvel in something. (laughs) 
So there is heavy speculation. There has been for years that uh, Daredevil, Matt Murdock, will be showing up in uh, No Way Home. Again, Spider-Man operates in New York. It uh, looks like he needs a good lawyer. If we remember how uh, Far From Home ended, Matt Murdock is a lawyer. Um, Hawkeye, we have heavy speculation that um, Wilson Fisk's Kingpin is showing up. And Hawkeye is operating in New York City. Again, would seem to make sense that Daredevil was there. It also would sidestep the sort of problem that I thought plagued Eternals in that, well, where has he been all this time? Well, Daredevil operates on the streets, so it would make sense that he was not involved in the Infinity War or Endgame or any of that. Um, you know, Daredevil is uh, blind, in case you don't read Daredevil. He's a blind superhero that relies on kind of echolocation to fight. Um, he uses a lot of hand-to-hand kind of martial arts fighting. Uh, he gets beat up a lot. Um but uh, thoughts on the announcement about Charlie Cox's Daredevil coming to the MCU? Um, cool. I don't. Well, I don't really have an opinion. I haven't seen Daredevil to be honest. Uh-huh. So. I'm beyond excited. Yeah. Great show. Great yeah. character. Yes. Uh, I love his backstory. Charlie Cox did a great job playing him, uh, and I I would honestly just love it so much if they put him in the Spider-Man movie. But at the same time. <laughs> It's like it feels like a lot of a lot of characters because you got all the you got uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man and Spider-Man, uh, <laughs> hopefully. all the villains. Yeah, hopefully. Fingers crossed. We've got all the villains. You've got uh, uh, MJ. And I, I feel like just adding another character would would kind of make it hectic. But at the same time. Uh, I don't know. I if feel like all, if they're all playing their parts, then I don't think I don't see what the harm could be. And I think uh, if Daredevil was in the movie, I feel like it wouldn't he wouldn't play like a huge role because yeah. like like yeah. Eric said, there's Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man <laughs> and all of the Sinister Six. And yeah. uh, it's, also it's a lot. The Netflix series. Uh, I, I love Daredevil show. Uh, it's one of my favorites. Daredevil is one of my favorites. Um, but it is it is a definite brand of violence um, that I'd be interested <laughs> to see how they sort of shoehorn that into Disney Plus's uh, somewhat more family friendly fare. Although uh, Falcon Winter Soldier had a little bit more uh, gunplay than I, I, I thought they would, but uh, Daredevil was a particularly violent, brutal show, uh, as is the comics. So I thought it was it was. Sort of, um, John Walker you know. smashed a man's chest. Yeah, oh my god, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that, was, that was a scary moment. I'm, I'm very happy they're including the older, uh, like unaffiliated Netflix shows, though. They're I love starting that. to, yeah. I think there's a lot of good stuff there, a lot of good actors, a lot of good actresses, a lot of good ideas. Yeah, uh, not all of them were successful, but I, I do appreciate that they're sort of uh, blending them in, but um. All right, Personally. we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, we'll say our goodbyes and talk about uh, what's coming up next here on the uh, Marvel Podcast. All right, we're back here. Uh, we're up against it. The bell's going to ring in a minute, so uh, we'll say our goodbyes, but... Uh, 
I guess the next episode is going to have to be uh, about uh, the big one. You guys are all going to see uh, Far From Home or No Way Home. No Way Home. Oh, yeah. When are you all going? The night of Saturday. December 17th, yeah. 10.30 p.m. Well, I don't know if Mrs. Geary is going to uh, be up for going to see that this weekend. <laughs> so you might have to do a special uh, emergency podcast on your own. Uh, spoiler filled. And I'll have to join in later. And then uh, we should do one more end of the year episode talking about all of the uh, the Marvel stuff from the past year. Kind of a year long wrap up. And then uh, we'll move on to next year. But uh, we got to run. It's time for advisory. So uh, advisory. Woo. Woo! For Mr. Geary, it's Abby, it's uh, Chase, it's Eric, it's uh, John Henry. And uh, yeah. I want to thank all the viewers at home. Uh, thanks for uh, you thank know you. not paying attention in class and uh, following along here. And, uh, <laughs> You're the real heroes. We'll You're the real heroes. We'll see everyone next week. Bye. Bye.